Yeah, I know I got some schmutz on my shirt. Okay? You don't have to point it out to me. I get he, it. He's a dirty boy. Oh, my God. He's a dirty I work at a bakery, and I got chocolate frosting on my shirt. It's not poop. He's filthy. It's not poop. Stop filthy. it. My name's Nick Scarpinato. Um, welcome to episode five of the Too Bad We Didn't Get Into Cars podcast. Um, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself since you're done berating me, it seems. Finally. And I am David Kapusha Cars. And this and is our... I- oh have a brand new microphone yes david has a brand new microphone he uh has the same microphone as i so we have matching matching microphones don't do that don't do that they're they're sensitive microphones you can't do that hey man it's your idea this is our lovely host co-host vanessa and that in front of us is a beautiful silver 2005 ford gt which is a do I hear a round of applause coming from that's just me that's just pre- me proud of myself in my head I I didn't name the car la- or did I name the car last time no I did okay yeah cuz we're supposed to alternate so good I I'm I'm proud of myself cuz I you know as you probably all know we're not into car we didn't get into cars except when we drive them <laughs> Stop it! Stop it right now! How dare you? He's a he's a good joke. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good joke. Okay, it's a really good joke. I don't think it's a good sign that I started this episode unhinged. Um, there was a there was a oh, there was something that I was going to talk about with cars. Today. Dude, Ford makes shit lugs. Do you want to explain? Their lugs are horrible. I was working on a Ford today. Yeah. 21 millimeter lugs. And every time, every time a Ford rolls in, they're always, what's the word? Like they, they expand after a while because they're just the lugs? poorly made. Yeah. Oh. So I had to use like a 21 and a half millimeter socket and oh. that, and they still get stuck in that thing. So you got to like beat it out of the socket <laughs> with the wrench because they make crap lugs. And Toyota makes crap rims. Oh, every, no. Every time you try to pop the tire off the rims, they, it gets stuck on the bottom bead. I drive a Toyota a car. I drive a Toyota car. I get into that. Steel. Well, the steel rims. If they're steel rims, they're trash. Okay. I don't, I don't and know. Michelin makes trash tires. You hear that, Michelin? We're coming after you. We're coming after you. All y'all people out there who like Michelin because he's the michelin tire garbage. man garbage you ever try to put one on a rim i no i don't think so well yeah that's a why it's a nightmare why are we they don't they don't air up they just don't air up you have to blast them with air for like four hours <laughs> that's a long that's a long time don't buy michelins don't buy ford and don't buy toyota steel rims also if you're gonna work at a bakery then don't get schmutz on your shirt because I got schmutz on my shirt right here. I don't know why I'm putting the microphone towards the schmutz. That doesn't do anything. That does nothing for you. Unless you can hear its secrets. The Michelin Man is made out of... Who, don't you- who gave Michelin <laughs> the right to give out like the prestigious whatever award? Isn't Michelin the one who has like the 
What do they? What were? What reward do they? Or a re- it was. It's. It's. I, I'm pretty sure it's something that they have in Tommy Boy. They they mention the awards, but I I I know exactly what you mean. It's I I think it's Michelin. Yeah, it's it's like the award for safety, um, and something like that. They they have the award for safety, maybe. I don't know, man. We didn't get into cars. Don't fact check us, because I I will be very upset if I'm wrong about this. Well, this is the last time we're going to talk about cars because this is the last podcast I'm doing while I still work on cars. <laughs> that was supposed to be one of those party horns, you know, like, that, but it came out as a burp instead. Uh, congratulations on almost being done at Discount Tire. This will be the last podcast that we record that you're still working at Discount. So um, new jobs all around, honestly. Well, new jobs-ish because you're going back to Dish. I'm working at a bakery and trying not to get schmutz on my shirt and this is my nice you know pink reliant k shirt too so i've learned that if i'm gonna wear uh, clothes to a bakery i gotta wear something that i don't mind getting schmutz on okay and i don't know what that's gonna be also speaking of schmutz dude i so i got to close today and when you close at a bakery i don't know if you're aware but you get to keep some of the product. You get to take it home if they planned on throwing it away because things just go bad if you don't sell them. So one of the things that I grabbed that I brought home with me was a cinnamon roll. And you're probably thinking in your head, oh, uh, I know what that is. I've seen one of those before at, um, at you know, Cinnabon. Cinnabon. Yeah. Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. These are not cinnamon rolls. These are cinnamon masses. They're they're just like clumps of dough and cinnamon sugar and icing. And it's amazing. It's fantastic. It's bigger. It's it's as big as either of our heads. I had to split it in half with with David, and I couldn't even finish my half. I granted it was like a 60-40 split. But still. Yeah, I didn't have that much. Yeah, that extra 10%. Uh killer it's so bad so bad for me so maybe i should i'm not gonna say i'm gonna quit that i'm gonna stay at the bakery i'm just not gonna stop pressuring me into quitting my job god i just started dude you're gonna gain so much weight <laughs> i know i know god to, I, I mean it yeah i will i will um dude you want to hear something crazy always all the time Within a month, there's a possibility I will be visiting three states. Because we talked about the Texas thing last week. Yeah. That's still, you know, a mystery as of now. It's still on the table or under the table because we can't see it. We don't know exactly what but the deal is. You know that bachelor party I was telling you about? Or yeah, for the John's John wedding. wedding. Yes. We are locked in. We are going to Michigan, a Airbnb um the weekend the weekend before my mom gets back from poland dude airbnbs are it's a it's a good deal airbnbs are nice i i did a i was on choir tour one time in south carolina and it was close to one of i in one of the carolinas there's a beach that is really really popular and we, on our choir tour, went down into that part of the country. And we were in one of those states. And we got to stay at a beach house. And it was like 15 of us. And 
our choir director was there and he wore sandals the whole time we were there and he made us hot dogs and grilled for us. And we had just this big ass beach house on like, you know, the ocean side. It was really nice. It was, I sat outside like my bedroom that I was sleeping in had a porch that went out to a deck on like the second floor and there were like lawn seats, like reclining lawn seats. So I took my laptop out there cause I didn't have my iPod and I didn't have music on my phone. And I just went through my iTunes and I had my big headphones on and I just listened to music. And I, I got to look at the stars over the ocean and look at, and look at the waves. And it was a really nice night, dude. Airbnbs are magical. I don't even know what that is, honestly, because I've never been to one. An Airbnb? Um, it's sort of like, from what I understand, um, it's sort of like renting, like very, very short term. So like, it's basically instead of getting a hotel room, you rent out your house as an Airbnb for like people, to, like bed and breakfast, uh, but like on the fly. So, you know, if someone only needs a place to stay for like two days, you don't rent like a cottage or whatever, you just... Um, put your house up or wherever you live, uh, you know, I think Airbnb is like a website. And so you can list your house as an eligible Airbnb. Um, and then people will like claim it for certain days. Um, so usually the people that are renting their houses out for air as Airbnbs are like well off, you know, I assume they have property that they can do that with. Um, so it's, it's basically just like vacation houses and correct me if I'm wrong, which I prob- probably am, so don't correct me because that'll, bl- that'll that'll be a huge blow to my ego. I don't need that right now because I got schmutz all over my shirt. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun time. You're going to enjoy yourself. But yeah, I'm just excited because like, I've never just like vacationed with friends before. I mean, we went to Wisconsin. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, actually. I don't know why. I don't know why I was thinking about Wisconsin, but... And like... You know, me and my band go out to some, have been to a couple of states for like a show for a day. Yeah. But never like a group of us just like for a weekend. It's, it's interesting because the second you realize you could do whatever you want, um, it just becomes a free for all. So it's like the, the most stressful, like if no one in the group is handy with like cooking, I would say are more fun if you have someone who knows how to grill or someone who's adept at making food. Cause then it's like you get to spend the whole time in the cottage or the house or wherever, and you don't have to like go out to eat. Um, but it's it's not to say that you can't have a good time at an Airbnb with a bunch of your guy friends and not get fast food or get fat. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you could cater, you could get stuff, you could order stuff. It'll be a good time. But um, yeah. Um. So that's uh, Michigan, and um, remember we talking about um. Uh, the last time I was talking about, you know, going to see Steve Miller. Yeah. And um, Haley, my <laughs> crazy ass girlfriend, uh-huh. was like, because uh, we were supposed to go to like one of her like cousin's weddings or something mm. on Friday. So the week after that bachelor party. And she's texting me and she was like, actually, change of plans. Turns out Steve Miller is going to be in Milwaukee on that Friday. So do you want to do that instead? Oh. And I was like, well, aren't we seeing him the Thursday, the day before that, in at the Ravinia? Milwaukee. And so now we're going, we're seeing him two days in a row. 
one here and one in Milwaukee the next day. Oh my god. Buddy. So one week one Friday in Michigan, one Friday in Wisconsin, and then perhaps a whole week in Texas. Yeah. In one month. In what so that's um I don't envy you, man. I do not envy you. But it could be it could be a really enriching experience. You know, and who knows? Th- this is the month where my mom is gone. And I said, <laughs> yeah, I can be home the month. And every weekend I'm in a different state. Isn't it funny how life kind of works out that way? More like stressful. Yeah. So we'll have updates for y'all as 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 we go into the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So expect uh, expect uh, stories on those. Yeah, stories on those, stories on the new jobs-ish. I got a couple of gigs that I'm playing. Uh, so if you follow me on social media, you'll probably see about those. But that's stuff to come. Stuff for now is also really exciting. I was listening because I wasn't sure. I have a little smelly thing that shoots out air every you know like couple hours. And I, I thought I heard it going off, so I had to just make sure that it wasn't like a fire starting in my room. Um, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's doing its job and we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't talk about what we were going to talk about today. So three subjects, right? We really racked our brains for this week. My roommates and I just finished watching Naruto Shippuden, which is as many know it to be one of the big three of anime, much like Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer, the big four of metal Naruto one piece and Bleach are the big three of the anime. And we got to finish Naruto Shippuden myself for the first time. So I'm going to talk about that. And we're going to share our experiences early on in middle school with Naruto. And that sort of introduction to weeb culture. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Um, we're going to be talking about David's newest YouTube video. And his experience with that. He listened to a lot of artists for the first time. And he ranked all of these albums that he was uh, recommended in his newest video. So we're not going to, you know, spoil the ranking or anything. That's for you guys to check out on his channel. But yeah, yeah, the video did drop today or last week, I guess. Yeah, it'll be it'll be last week. Uh, so be sure to check that out. But we'll be briefly discussing all of these artists um, and our experiences with them. I still have no idea how many different artists he, he had. I could just go back to the YouTube video, but I'm not going to do that on air. And then we're going to close the night out by talking about Persona 5, which is probably my favorite game of all time. I know, very weeby of me. But I somehow convinced David to play through Persona 5 because it was my favorite game. And we're going to go in depth as as far as how we felt about the game and what they mean to me. You, you can't see it, but I have a, a flag of the Persona 5, the Phantom Thief logo behind my TV. So you can probably guess how I feel about it. But... With that out of the way, let's talk Naruto. I want to talk Naruto because this has kind of been a long, um, this has kind of been a long thing coming for myself because I started watching anime in the fall of 2018, and that my first anime, baby's first anime, was My Hero Academia, and I had been aware of Naruto for several years. I did not know that the show ended in like 20. Oh man, like 2016, 2015 might've been the end of the dub. So like when I was in college, like when we were in college, so it's not like a super old show, which is crazy to me. 
Um, cause I, I have memories of the OG Naruto from like when I was a kid, but we finally finished it and we had been watching it for the past couple of months and I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, but before we dive into that, let's just talk about, you know, how Naruto kind of came into our lives. Cause when I first discovered who Naruto was, I didn't even bother looking into it at all. I didn't bother trying to watch the show. I just, I knew that there were some cringy kids that we went to school with that really liked Naruto. Um, they all just did the run, you know, the run, the run. Yeah. And you know what? Admittedly, like even sometimes in the show, it doesn't really make sense as to why they do that. I later found out that it's because it's a lot easier to animate characters who aren't swinging their arms when they're running. Uh, and they just throw them back behind them. And you know, you could make the argument, but the aerodynamics and you to throw your arms in the behind you. But wouldn't they be like wobbly like that if it was really so? I don't know, man. They're very strong, very strong arms. <laughs> yeah, just super. Ah, like they could break at any moment. Like some, <laughs> they were to hit like a rock, you know, in their way running, and their arm just, just like. <laughs> yeah, but they're ninjas. They got you know medical ninjutsu and all that. So I don't know, man. Um, not that we weren't into cringy stuff when we were that age, but our, my whole brand of cringe was like, I looked at it like a food chain, you know, and maybe this isn't the healthiest way to see it, but in middle school, I saw social status as like a food chain. So you had the popular kids all the way up top, you know, they were usually the most outgoing. They went to parties. They started drinking and smoking at an early age. And they were the ones that you wanted to hang out with that prom. Like th- those were like the the high school movies that we would watch like those kind of endings happened for those kids and then right below them i would say were like the kids that didn't like go out but they still were like friendly and no one really talked shit about them they were just they were just there for the ride and they were students and they didn't really bother anybody and then there was us where we kind of stuck to our own groups and we talked to each other but I feel like we would get mildly made fun of by like those popular kids. Um, at least like in my experience, I don't know. Did you feel like you were part of a group that got made fun of? Not that I know of probably cause I never spoke a word, mm. but, um, I mean, or, you certainly made fun of me. Or, <laughs> <laughs> David was a dick to me in middle school and I will never let him live that down. I'm sorry, buddy. You can, you can live that down eventually. Do you know how many lunches I lost? Dude. Because my friends were hungry and they wanted to bully me? I was the worst. <laughs> I and I let it happen. And I, I let them take my stuff. My stuff. I can't... Every, anyone who I, who I knew in middle school and I still talk to, wow, they're troopers. <laughs> Absolute troopers. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I was also kind of insufferable um, at points. So, like, we all had our we all had our faults, but, like... And that's where kind of we sat was like we were kind of in our own world and like we made fun of each other and we hung out with each other. Um, but we also kind of like were kind of outcasts at the school. And then again, this is my theory, not, you know, any confirmed thing. Like, I don't know if anyone else ever felt this way, but then there was a there was a tier below us. There was like a, you know, a group of the student body below us that like even I felt comfortable making fun of which was a huge dick move on my part, but I was insecure. It was middle school. So there were definitely a group of kids 
that I was like, you know, I would get bullied. It's like that meme you see of like, there's the grandpa yelling at the dad when he's a kid. And then the dad yelling up at the grandpa when he's an adult. And then it's the dad yelling at his kid and it mirrors the grandpa yelling at him. So it's just like a, you know, vicious cycle. I kind of felt like that with making fun of people. Cause I got made fun of. And in turn, I made fun of people that I saw as cringier than me. And those were the kids that like Naruto. Those were the kids that would like Naruto run through the hallway. Um, they were the ones that would get up on stage at the talent show. I don't think we ever had it happen, but like the kids that tried to sing Japanese anime openings, um, despite not knowing any Japanese whatsoever, you know, those kind of kids. So I always saw Naruto as just a side effect of that bot like percentage of the student body. So I never bothered with it. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to get made fun of by my friends, you know? Um, and it wasn't even like those kids were like inherently bad people. I just, I was a dick. Yeah. No, like middle schoolers, man, they're the worst middle schoolers yeah, you, suck. Yeah. You, if, you really don't know until you leave it. Yeah, if you if you aren't admitting to yourself right now that you sucked in middle school, you're lying. You are you are a bold-faced liar. No one likes themselves in middle school. Even the popular kids hated themselves in middle school cuz everyone is trying to figure out who they are. And sometimes you have you go about doing that by being a dick to people and then ha- being, you know, I I don't know if it's a it's if it's a matter of like people being really nice to you as an adult that makes you realize I was kind of a dick like i would have never done this in middle school or if it's people being meaner to you in high school than you were to people in middle school and then you know shoes on the other foot so now you have to be like i don't like this feeling i don't know maybe it's a combination of both but i don't know do you feel like a lot of kids that we went to middle school and high school with have mellowed out since then i would imagine i would hope so because admittedly i don't really talk to a whole lot of people outside of like the circles from like middle school that I still talk to and high school that I still talk to and college that I still talk to. But like, I still see them on Facebook and Instagram and they're still doing stuff. Yeah. It's like, if I never talk to them in school, I'm sure as hell I'm not going to talk to them now. Yeah. So I don't know what I've gotten along with those kids that watch Naruto in middle school. Probably. I mean, I like to, I, I still play Pokemon. You know, I still watched a lot of cartoons. I feel like now watching Naruto as an adult, I saw a lot of that part of myself in those characters. And I saw my kid self really enjoying that show. And, you know, obviously shows like Pokemon or even like American made TV shows like Ben 10. Oh dude. Or like, um, Ben 10 alien force when he's a teenager, that's just Naruto Shippuden that honestly just Naruto Shippuden, um, I love those shows, and so I would have latched on to Naruto immediately. Nah, get that teenage Ben Ten the hell out of here, dude. Teenage Ben Ten had had uh, Swamp Fire nah. and Humongousaur, nah. and uh, nah. okay, well, nah. original Ben Ten was good, so you might have liked original Naruto, but um, yeah, no, man. I mean, everything that you've heard about the show, I can confirm. I feel very similarly. Like there are some fight scenes that straight up looked like they were mo-capped by actual martial artists like Kakashi versus Obito. Um, (laughs) Spoilers for Naruto and Naruto Shippuden then, I guess. Um, Yeah, Kakashi versus Obito went so hard and like the last 
Naruto versus Sasuke fight is so clean and there's sequences where it's just like no dialogue, no talking whatsoever, no inner monologues. It's just fighting and like the sounds of like and like, you know, you say, oh man, it's so good. And it also helped that my roommate who had seen Naruto and Shippuden before would get us hype for those moments because um, it's definitely a show that you want to watch with other people or at least like share your thoughts on those experiences with other people. So I had a really good time with it. Um, and um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's just me. Would would David really like it? I don't know, man. L- list list your three biggest criticisms with anime, like specifically shown in anime that I've I've shown you so like battle anime where it's teenagers who are like learning to use their abilities because um, i'm thinking dragon i'm right off the top of my head dragon ball z my hero academia and like i don't know um like demon slayer because you know because i've shown you bits and pieces from each of those before yeah no i mean i've seen dragon ball and my hero yeah it's a lot more than bits and pieces. Well, yeah, I'm. I mainly just meant bits and pieces of like Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer and some of the more no. like recent popular shonen anime. Yeah, no, it is really annoying when they just keep talking to themselves in their head. And they do that a lot in Naruto, um, but you know, I mean, they have the cool parts of anime too. Like they have power ups. They have like a class system, like powers that are similar to like Pokemon, where it's like. Every person is born with a specific chakra, so you're either born with like a wind chakra or a fire chakra or electricity, and certain types are better or worse pitted up against other types. And there's a lot of really cool like like categorizing done like with the aspects of the show. And plus, you know, especially like as teenagers and as kids, like it's so cool to see characters that look like around your age doing really cool shit. Because I can't tell you how many times. I wanted to do a Kamehameha, not like Goku, but specifically like Gohan from the Cell Saga. Gohan, because of that, to this day, is one of my favorite characters. And that's why I was thinking about this the other day. I think that's why I like Goten and Trunks a lot, too. Because, like, when I was watching Dragon Ball Z in the Boo Saga, like, they were around my age. Like, and those were characters that I related to. God, I really got to figure out who's my favorite Dragon Ball character. I think it's Trunks. I don't think so. You don't think it's Trunks? Hmm. No, he has my. That was my favorite moment of Z. Yeah, but he's not my favorite character. Yeah, I mean we can we can either figure that out right now or you know we could save it for another episode because I'm sure that's a whole like heaping mess of a topic. Yeah, if you want to just talk about Dragon Ball Z next week. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, because we could we could go over our favorites of everything because we've seen. You know, the only thing we haven't really seen is OG Dragon Ball. Um, either of us haven't really seen. But because of Dokkan, we're aware of a lot of, you know, characters getting off track a little bit. But, you know, not getting in too much about Naruto. The same way that, like, you didn't get too much into Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Um, I ended up really, really liking Naruto. And by the time it was over, I felt really weird and kind of empty. But at the same time, like, I know there's a ton of movies there are a ton of video games like Naruto is everywhere and apparent and Boruto is still going on. So like if I really wanted to get back into the world of Shinobi with Naruto and everything, I could just watch Boruto and <laughs> I'm not going to watch Boruto. <laughs> Boruto sucks. 
just kidding. I if, if you like More Boruto, like it's Dumbuto. not. I swear to God, the first time I heard that Naruto, like successor, the show that was going to come off of the heels of that successful show, was going to be called Boruto, and it's and he's his son. I don't know, man. I it just I was like Naruto is fine, but Boruto. How much of his name did you change? The first two letters, and it's the same name? I don't know, man. It just felt a little lazy to me. And he looks just like Naruto, which, I mean, he's, he's, he's his son, so it's fine. I guess Boruto has some really cool moments, too. And seeing characters from Naruto all growing up, and, like, they're all coupled up, and they all have kids that are in the show. That's a cool concept, I suppose. So, you know, overall, I don't know. I don't know if I would watch Naruto again. Um, I think I would go back and watch moments again because it is a really long show and there's a, there's a lot of filler that I skipped, but overall a really good experience. And since we finished bleach and we're in the middle of one piece, I can safely say that I am super familiar with all three of the big three, which is something that I never thought I got to say. So thank you, Naruto and Naruto Shippuden for being a part of my journey as an anime fan. All right, enough with the sappy stuff. I actually did watch One Piece as a kid. Did you? Only because the intro slays. The the four kids intro? Gotta go, gotta go. Yeah, the the rap intro. Dude, there's, there's a line. <laughs> I gotta show you. I gotta show you after the after the podcast, I left but everything I own in one piece. Ever since then, pirates were sailing all over the sea in search for treasure, or something like that. What? I still remember it, kind of. Why do you know? Why have we never talked about this? Why do you know the intro to One Piece? Because I watched it as a kid a little bit. I didn't. I had no idea. But I never was like super into it. It was mm. just one of the shows where I was like. It's like a Bobo Bobo Bobo. Oh uh, yeah, that was on Cartoon Network. I, I watched that a bunch too, but I never like yeah. was a committed. Yeah, man, there are tons of shows that aired on like Toonami. Like they, they in between Dragon Ball Z and they had the Powerpuff Girls on Toonami too. I would watch Toonami a little bit and then as soon as like Yu Yu Hakusho came on or like Inuyasha came on, I would get scared and change the channel. Um I really like Yu Yu Hakusho now. I think it's one of my favorite animes ever i i objectively think it's a really good show but i digress overall naruto is a really good experience i guess i'm gonna go buy storm four or storm three or one of the storm collections and play the hell out of it um so my journey with naruto isn't done um but i just wanted to kind of talk about it here because it was the most recent show that i had finished and it feels good to finally say that i finished it so um uh, go me and my roommates and thank you Andres and Miranda for watching it with me let's talk about you pal because I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking recently yeah, well, I have not seen Naruto so yeah I don't know if you're ever going to actually watch Naruto but absolutely not. Um, you know speaking of new experiences for you uh, talk about your latest YouTube video that you just posted yeah well a couple weeks ago I um, I didn't know what to do I was like, I don't know who I want to listen to next. Yeah, because your whole thing is you listen to discographies of artists and then you rank their albums. And yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just, you know, I've been doing it for two years now, and 
I was just, for the first time I was like, man, I don't even know who I want to do. So I decided, all right, well, let me uh, post a video, just like, hey, subscribers, give me an album to listen to, and uh, I don't know, who knows? We'll have a little contest. I'll rank them all. Whoever comes in first place gets a full ranking. Whoever comes in first. And I made it clear. I was like, yeah, give me some stuff. Like, if you have something that's not metal or rock, like, big ups on that. And, man, the variety I got. I got 20 albums, but in these in this 20 albums, yeah, like, there's a bunch of shit. Like, um, I was going to – did you expect that many people to respond to – Not really. I was yeah. expecting, like, 10, but I got, like, the, the 17 in the first day. <laughs> Which is uh, nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I don't think either of us have had that level of interaction online quite yet. Yeah, um, man. So I got two Kanye West albums. I got uh, Nine Inch Nails, Radiohead, ooh. Um, Paramore, Humble Pie, yeah. um, Death Grips, Elvis Costello, Elton John, Can. Can. An uh, experimental band from Germany. I got uh, a band called Goodbye to Gravity, where they're all dead now. Um, I'm so, I'm I, sorry. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. And so an eclectic. Yeah, Billy Joel, uh, oh, Peter yeah, right. Gabriel, uh, Primus. I got. God, I don't even. So a lot, lot of a lot of stuff. A lot I mean, stuff. and a lot of people that you would never heard anything from ever because like i'm sure you're aware of kanye west and you're aware of paramore and billy joel and and elton john but like who are some artists that like you would literally never heard anything yeah, from? never heard uh invisible it's a band from argentina um okay and it's like a it's like a prog band from like, that's in like latin oh, oh dang and and it was actually pretty goddamn good really not gonna lie i actually kind of really liked it okay um but yeah, can like I said, just this weird experimental kraut rock is what they call it. Kraut rock. Kraut rock, yeah. Kraut, like sauerkraut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, a a band from Germany, but the singer the singer is Japanese, and Whoa. it's not at all what you're thinking. I don't know what I'm thinking, honestly. I I mean, it sounds very interesting on paper, but I can only imagine what it sounds like on the ears, like in in real life. Yeah, man, it's weird. It is very, very interesting sound. And yeah, the Goodbye to Gravity. Basically, it's um, a band from somewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, the, they only have two albums. And the day the second album was released, they were holding like a release party, like mm-hmm. a show. <clears throat> and the place caught fire. What the? F- Killed 60 people. Oh, my God. Two of the members died at on the spot. And then two of them died from their injuries later on. For the album listening party? Yeah. The album release party. So the the singer is the only one still alive. How did he make it out of there? Like, was he in the same room? I'm assuming. Did he start the fire? I can't imagine how many, how many conspiracy theories are surrounding this band. Yeah, but it's it's good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. kind of hardcore imagine being the only surviving member from that i don't i would you'd have to quit music you would have to you would have to just go off the grid that's 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 wild yeah i don't know man like kudos to you because that's that is insane 
what a what a story so like is their music any good <laughs> it was kind of decent actually it's like metalcore um okay so is this recent was this like it was from like 2015 i think when it happened wow i'm, I'm surprised that neither of us had heard about that because that seems like a big story i mean i, I might have but i yeah just probably just didn't remember it kind of goes over your head but yeah man it's a lot of albums you want to you want to talk about Kanye West for a little bit cuz he's the only artist that got two albums recommended to you. So No, Peter Gabriel. I also oh. got two. Did you listen to So by Peter Gabriel? Mm. No, he gave me 2 and 3, Scratch and Melt as they're called. Because this Joker, yeah. his first four albums are self-titled. So they're all right. just called uh Peter Gabriel. That's right. So people give them nicknames based mm. on the cover. Because two has it's like has like scratch marks, yeah. So they call it scratch, and then three, like his face is kind of like distorted, so they call it melt. Okay. I don't know what one and four are called, but um, American football, the same thing. I got yeah. I got one of their albums too, and all their albums are just called American football. Well, and you had heard all of American football before, right? Yeah, I got a couple who I've already been through, like them and Riverside. Mm. I um I've heard already. Yeah, American football, they're they're fun. Um. I want to hear I want to hear what you think about Kanye West cuz you're not a rap guy. Like you're not really a hip hop guy. I I think I've tried to show you a couple of tracks before that I think you'd be into, but I there was one one person in your comment section that was like I live by this album it got me through a major depression and like even for someone who listens to rock like they would appreciate some things on this album. Like did you find that to be true? Did you find that there are some parts that you appreciated coming from a rock perspective? No. I hated. Well, one of them I absolutely hated. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Mm. I hated that album. Like it made me angry. Cause what was the other one? My, the life of Pablo. Yeah. Which admittedly wasn't the worst thing ever. Okay. But dark twisted fantasy was. And that's weird for me because from what I understand about life of Pablo is that like Yeezus is kind of the album that he got significantly more experimental with because i listened to yeezus because it was one of like the you know top albums of that year that it came out and then life of pablo came out and i remember listening to a little bit of that and i was just very confused um i didn't know what was going on with his samples and stuff but it it seems more out there so i don't know maybe it does make more sense that you'd like that one as opposed to the the straight up hip-hop rap one yeah because that one has power on it and mm. power is the one that samples King Crimson. Yeah, and I think century schizoid man. That's a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. Ugh. First of all, I think I think my biggest problem with like rap and stuff is the whole idea of sampling. Because frankly, I think it's just stealing. That's all I see. Hmm. That's a. That's it. I'm I'm not going to say that you're wrong, but the way that I see it is like the same way that an artist will get sued over uh like a um like a melody or a chord progression that sounds really similar. Like listen to like Brain Stew by Green Day goes back to um 25 or 6 to 4 by Chicago, which goes back to I'm pretty sure. Oh, is that the Led Zeppelin? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, there are so many instances in music where like ideas are almost a hundred percent one for one copied, 
And like, for me, I've learned as, you know, a person who writes melodies and stuff that sound very similar to other artists as well. Like a lot of times it's un, un, it's not intentional. Um, but what's so interesting about like rap and hip hop producers specifically is they'll take um, sounds that they think is really cool and they essentially like repurpose them, you know, and they recontextualize them. So it, it almost reminds me of like fair use, like on YouTube when someone is trying to defend a copyright choice or a claim because they used footage from someone else's movie or like bits of songs from like someone else's, you know, thing. Um, most of the time it's transformative. Will I admit that there are some samples that are straight up just like from that? Like, um, there's an Eminem song, uh, Stan, which uses uh, a Dito song as the melody. Um, and I forget what that name of the song is, but it's the tears gone cold and wondering why. And like her original song or their original song, I'm not sure is the melody is not changed. The chord progression is not changed in Eminem's version. Oh, do you mean um, like, um, uh, can't touch this or it's the same thing as, um, super freak. Yes. Kind of like that situation. Yeah. Cause can't touch, can't touch this uses. Yeah. That cause that's, that was before sampling was like, you could pick it off of a laptop and it was like most of the time an artist in the room will like play the actual music like uh gangsta's paradise that uses uh stevie wonder song um from um from the album as i think it's just called as but it's the one that's got uh, sir duke on it that's a double album great album um but yeah sometimes they get permission from the artist to do that and a lot of times it's transformative so i don't mind sampling and a lot of times i think sampling is used in really really cool ways but um yeah, that that might be what that person in your comment section might have mentioned. How like, yeah, there, you know, because there are guitar riffs in that, and like the like the drums that are sampled, like the I'm pretty sure is from the original song. Um, but you know, sampling is it's yeah. That's just my thing, cause like, I'm looking at like the Wikipedia article, mm-hmm. and I go into like the personnel section and like the writers, like there's like ten fucking people yeah. on one song. And yeah. it's just, it's so hard to, like, figure out, like, who is this actually coming from? Sure. Because when you get an artist, when you get you listen to an album from, like, Rush, yeah, those three guys wrote everything. Yeah. And then you listen to a rap album, and there's, like, 40, 40 writers all over this thing. Yeah. And it's like, who am I even listening to? Yeah, and I think that might just be a testament to... Because it doesn't surprisingly like it doesn't only happen in like rap or pop or or even like yeah it happens a lot in pop too um but yeah there's some there's some rock bands that will like they don't write their own music either and it's just like they perform it and it's like i used to think like man what a shame like i you know what what is this person doing not writing their own songs um but i think there was a (laughs) there was a whole family guy episode where i think um stewie was really really obsessed with a certain artist and i forget what her name is but the whole episode he's trying to like find her miley cyrus i think no it's an older like it's an older woman um and i think like i don't remember if it was stewie but the whole like crux of the episode is like stewie admired this artist so much because he thought of her as like you know she wrote the songs 
And then, like, Brian finally, because he's annoyed, he finally gets Stewie to this artist. And then she's like, oh, I don't write any of my own songs. Like, I take the words of other people that are gracious enough to give me their words. And I, you know, put my own spin on it. And, like, that's what comes out. And Stewie, obviously, because it's Family Guy, he goes crazy. And he starts, like, shooting the place up. And, you know, it's, it ends in a big bombastic thing. Um, but I used to think the same way. And now I'm at a point where... I don't know. From an artist's perspective, it's really cool when someone's like, hey, I wrote this thing and I think your voice would sound really, really cool on it. Um, and a lot of times, like, on especially, like, rap, rap and, and hip-hop albums, like, you'll have the producer and then you'll have the people that wrote the original, like, um, sometimes they include the, the folks that, like, came up with the beat or sometimes they, you know, there's a lot of people involved because a lot of rappers are just, like, single people same thing with any artist that's just like a solo artist like a lot of times you know and look at any like john mayer album like there are a couple of songs where it's like john mayer and like four other people um because sometimes songs get passed through the industry and then each time it lands on someone else they add something to it um and they get a writer's credit but like it is frustrating to like see the writing credits on some of those albums and be like this song called yummy by justin bieber has eight people writing it you're telling me eight people wrote this song and the entire chorus is girl you got that yummy yum that yummy yum that yummy yummy come on so like i i get that like when you have that many i'm assuming talented people on board you would expect the end result to be a little bit better um but you know it's like having a lot of writers on a movie sometimes it just jumbles up the script yeah it's just a world i'm not used to yeah so like you know, not to say that any of those actions are justified um, because there's an explanation for it. Cause like, if you don't like something, you just don't like something. Um, so Kanye West maybe isn't the rapper for you. Maybe there's a rapper out there or a rap group out there that like write all their own stuff that you would be like super into. Um, no, it's, it's hard. Yeah. But like as a, as a percussionist, I feel like you would appreciate like the rhythmic nature of all of these. Uh, like I, I mentioned to him that he might really like Kendrick Lamar because, um, like, Kendrick has... I don't know. Because yeah. he, he shows up on a couple weekend songs, and I hate it. Mm. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's it's a very, very narrow window. And that's how I feel, like, with country, too. Like, because I really like Casey Musgraves, but for the most part, I don't really like country. So every genre, it's going to be, like, you find a little pocket or a little, like, artist, you know, a window that's just small enough for you to... Like, I don't listen to a whole lot of, like, religious music either, but Reliant K, they're technically, you know, like, Christian pop punk. Um, So going to see them was a little awkward because I felt, like, scrutinized for um, not believing in God. But, you know, that's just... Like, what if your mom's listening? My mom doesn't listen to these. No, I swear on these. She doesn't listen. (laughs) She's not going to listen to the Too Bad Way to Get Into Cars podcast. Um and she's like, what are you doing with David later? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> or I tell her I'm recording the podcast and she's like, how long is it? And I say, oh, like an hour and five minutes long. She's like, I'm, I'm good. I'm glad you're having fun. <laughs> so, you know. Um, I think that's all of our friends. I think Anthony is the only one who actually watches these. Yeah, Anthony. Shout out to you, shout man. Shout out to Anthony. Dude, we're going to have you on one of these days because, you know, he's a, he's a fun guy to talk to. He's got a lot of... Um, He's got a lot of very similar interests. So if there's ever a point where we need to talk about like a, a movie or a TV show or like specifically like superhero, um, 
he's our guy. So we're going to have guests on eventually. Uh, we're going to have to figure out the mic situation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, li- we like doing things together with our friends. And uh, a thing that I got to do together with my friend, David, uh, was show him my favorite game of all time. Now, I need you all to not judge me um, because not only – oh, man, I'm going to have to take this down. Hold this for me, please. My, my good friend Alexis painted that for me for Christmas, and it's because she asked me what my favorite Spirited Away character was, and I said Haku. And she painted that, um, and it's amazing. So In thank des- you, Alexis. December 2021. Yeah. Um, not only do I have the collector's edition of Persona 5, um, I also have the collector's edition of the spiritual sequel, which is just the same game with minor tweaks, uh, persona five Royal. And, um, I had, had only known about the game for like a couple of months before I went out and I bought this thing. And, uh, now it's my favorite game of all time. So I knew I had to get David to play it. Um, and, okay, well, um, there was a, there was a couple of reasons. One is because you, and two, I, um, at band, band uh time we uh rehearse stuff and then we play games uh-huh <laughs> and one of one of them he played persona 3 and 4 on the ps2 with their do you not have like a strap for that thing no did you lose it or did it like break i i don't have it did it just not come with one <laughs> it came with one i just don't have it oh Anyway, he pl- they, yeah he played three and four, um, <laughs> under the the character they made up. Um, so the OG was the, in Persona three, and then the son, the son was in Persona four, and so <laughs> I was like, well, I gotta carry on the legacy because they don't have a PS four. So I was like, I can uh, steal Persona five from Nick, and then we can carry on the legacy of this long-going family that we have created like kind of like jojo's bizarre adventure mm, how yeah. every every season has a, a different jojo and i needed a lot of time to kill yeah and jojo <laughs> jojo and um persona is definitely one of those franchises that there is plenty plenty of opportunities because each game like even going so far back as persona 3 takes like 80 hours to fully beat. And that's not even like side missions and stuff. That is just the game. I think I, I put exactly 80 hours into five. Yeah. That's, that's how, exactly how long it took. Me. I'm sorry, Vanessa. You, you, you serve a different purpose now. She understands. She, she gets it. She's not happy with it, but she understands. Son of a gun. Son of a James gun. Does James gun have a son? I don't know. But he has a brother. Sean gun. I guess, I guess James gun is a son of a gun. <laughs> and his brother um yeah sorry um yeah man i like persona so much that i have consigned myself to the reality that when i get a cat because i will get a cat at some point um, do not name it morgana i'm gonna name it mona okay i think it's kind of cute oh my imagine God. walking into an apartment and you're like mona and then you put your keys down and you hear a little like yeah, and it's like more Mona. like more like imagine naming your pet after that piece of shit. Hey, hey, I think 
Morgana is a great navigator. And although Futaba is a little bit more reliable and you get to go on dates with her, Morgana is is cool all the same. Lucky Punch has helped me out in more fights than I can count. Did I use Morgana for the rest of the game once I got a choice to switch him out? No. But if I had to, like, you know, 50% chance knock someone down with a physical attack, then yeah, I'd break out Lucky Punch. Sue me. Please don't sue me. I don't, ha- I don't I, have the money. I wanted to strangle that cat the entire 80 hours. Yeah, so our... I would say our our experiences with Persona 5 weren't completely different. I think I might have enjoyed the game a lot more than David did. And to be fair, I think a huge part of that stems from the fact that I had watched a lot of anime before I started playing Persona 5. Because you correct me if you think I'm wrong. But I think a lot of Persona 5 plays out like an anime. So much so that they made an anime like version of Persona 5. Um, which I got to watch, and I must say, the game is probably a lot better, but that's just me. Um, but I think one of the biggest reasons, like aside from me and like your bandmates playing Persona 5, there was a video that Donkey made where he briefly talked about RPGs and like, what is it, Game Critics? Was, was that the Game yeah, Critics video? Yeah, because he's talking about how he hates anime, JRPGs, and turn-based combat. Yeah, and then he was like, so when a game like Persona 5 makes me think, hey, it's pretty good, then you know it's good stuff. And I was like, hell yeah, Donkey, hell yeah. And so after all this time of telling David about Persona 5, he was like, hey, man, I think, do you want to let me borrow that sometime? I shit my pants. Sorry, I pooed my pants. (laughs) No, I shit my pants. It was all over. I I remember I was in the car, and it got all over my car seat because I was so excited. And you were like, come on, man, let's just pull over and wipe it off. And I'm like, no, I have to drive home because I need to give you this game as soon as I can. And you were like, you're a madman. And I said, who spent 120 hours in Persona 5? And then you said, Nick, I'm a figment of your imagination. I'm not here. And then I said, are you This is real stuff that happened. <laughs> not made up. 100% real. Um, but yeah, dude, I I would give the game a perfect 5 out of 5. Um, because honestly, I got to the end of the first... Like the original Persona 5, I could not tell you how visceral of a reaction I had when it was finally over. Like, I think Persona 5 was one of those games that... I, I played it over the summer. And I think it was like the summer... Um, of like 2019 or something like that. I had a lot of time because I wasn't working as much. I played this game day in and day out. There were some days where I would wake up, play Persona 5 all day, and then go to sleep. And by the time the game was over and you're finally with all of your friends and the credits roll and you're looking back on all of these scenes from earlier in the game and like, I don't know, it's really cheesy when I've seen it in other games, but for some reason in Persona 5, it just made me feel really nostalgic like I had to say goodbye to all of my friends that I had met over the course of all of these hours. And like the end of the game, spoiler alert, you get to talk to all of your friends before you move back to your hometown and never see them again until persona five strikers. Um, but like you basically say goodbye to all your friends that you had been through these traumatic experiences with. 
And all of them are like, yeah, I'm going to go to college or yeah, I'm going to go start my own cafe or I'm going to go off and do great things. And then you get on the train to go home and, you know, there's a cute cutscene where they pick you up in a van and they're like, hey, man, it's summer vacation. Let's go hang out for a little bit longer. But it's like all of these characters. I don't know, man. It really did feel like I was saying goodbye to my best friends. Um, And so like the music plays and you're kind of just sitting there like soaking it all in in the last couple of minutes before the credits are over. I have a feeling you didn't have that same experience. Not really. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, for one thing, I played the game with no sound. Which I was very upset to hear about the first time because I think the voice acting and the music are spectacular. Yeah, okay. Well, thank God because the couple times I did play with sound and that piece of shit. Wow, looking cool, Joker. Wow, looking cool, Joker. Wow, looking cool, Joker. Wow, looking cool, Joker. Okay, you... (laughs) Are you shitting me? He's not the navigator once you meet Futaba. He doesn't say that stuff halfway through the game. Well, that first half was a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry you didn't like... Cassandra Lee Morris, voice actress for Morgana. I'm sorry. He does not reflect how I feel about the game or your performance. I loved your performance and I'm excited. I'm excited to finish Persona 5 Strikers because I haven't. I don't just it just really got annoying how I'm like, I wanna do this. And then he's like, nah, it's bedtime actually. <laughs> Leave me alone and let me do some pull ups. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, don't you hate it when you're about to do pull ups and your cat's like, nah man, get to bed. <laughs> so bitch. Yeah, but I mean the combat system is fun. It's it's got a unique, you know, the the one and system is it makes turn-based combat feel like fresh, you know. The boss battles can be really annoying like the the Haru's dad, like the spaceship boss battle. Even in Royal, they didn't really fix it. It's so frustrating. Um especially when you just get like they hit you with something and it knocks you down and they go again and then they kill you. Yeah, it's I I like to think and this is a comparison that I only made now in my head because we were talking about this about, you know, Pokemon. Pokemon Legends Arceus works a very similar way where if you don't have the upper hand at the beginning of the battle, then you're kind of fucked. So, you know, there there are there are a couple of moments where like they tell you straight up like if you can afford to be sneaky, you're the phantom thieves at your whole thing. Like you don't have to engage in combat all the time, but obviously you want to grind that XP. You want to get those items. You want to get those masks, you know, plus it's kind of cool when you jump on someone's back and you're like, I'll reveal your true form. And then you rip their face off and blood gets everywhere. That's kind of fun. Yeah. But it was a really annoying thing was just like how enemies kept respawning. Yeah. When you, like, go into a different room and come back. Yeah. Especially when you're, like, low on health or... what wh- SP, was it called? Yeah, SP. Yeah. Is, it's it's hard to find items that recover your SP. It just got so annoying because, like, there's, a, there's, like, a lot of them. And even sneaking got kind of hard because yeah. there's just so many. But, um... No, overall, I mean, I did beat it. Yeah. I did put the eight hours. So, obviously, I kind of liked it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just I just don't think it had the same impact on him as I was kind of hoping it would because, you know, when you share your favorite anything with someone that you really care about, you kind of want them to like it the same way that, you know, they enjoy you. Because, like, for me, I think... I don't know. It's the same way that I think about music. You know, it's like one thing, like a domino effect, like one small thing leads to another big thing. And like me working at a movie theater influenced me enough to watch anime. And now I feel like anime is such a regular part of my life. It's like intrinsically linked to who I am. And so when I played Persona 5, it was just an extension of that feeling, but it was like interactive. So I felt like, you know, I don't know. It was a really cool experience for me because I thought like it was an extension of myself in the game. Obviously most games that have unnamed protagonists, you know, want you to feel like, Oh yeah, this is your journey. But I feel like persona five really did feel like my journey because I was meeting these people in real time for the first time and becoming friends with them. And like the dialogue and the interactions that you have with these characters just feels so genuine, you know, and like the writing is really good and at least in my opinion, it made me actually care about these characters so that when it was time to leave and say goodbye to everybody, um, it made me feel really bad. But then, you know, they came out with Royal and they came out with Strikers and they're going to milk Persona 5 for as long as they can. Yeah. Um, Honestly, if if there was a way to do like an, the carry over your save from the base to yeah. Royal... I'd probably go through Royal, but I'm not starting from scratch. Yeah, the the only thing, because I would recommend Royal, but Royal does essentially what Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon do for Sun and Moon. It's like the base game is mostly the same, except a couple of aspects of the post-game stuff that they add is sprinkled into the main game. In this case, it's particularly two characters. It's this girl that shows up on the, on the front. Um, her name is ka, ka, ka. it's your favorite game bro okay persona 5 is my favorite game persona 5 is my favorite game persona 5 royal is not i know everyone else you know i even know that the main characters one of his canon names is renamamia and then one of his other canon names is akita but i don't dude yusuke that. was a punk i you, didn't like him yusuke yusuke Yusuke. Like the art guy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I didn't I didn't use Yusuke either. He past his arc, he's he doesn't really he doesn't really do much for me. Just the just the way he talked, like I didn't like it. Yeah. No, I think my favorite character for a really long time was Makoto, partially because there's a conversation where you're trying to comfort her because she feels like detached from the rest of her friends at school. And she's like, "What do they think I am, a robot?" Beep boop. <laughs> yeah, and then one of your options for dialogue is just beep boop. <laughs> and I, I 100% picked that one. And you're such a dick for saying that because then she's like, you don't have to rub it in. And then you lose points with her, you know, because um, you have to build friendship meters and stuff. But I've realized in modern times, it's a hot take. But my favorite character in Persona 5 is Haru Okumura because, one... She's a soft girl. She's very soft spoken and she, but she like she loves coffee and she knows coffee really well and she wants to open a coffee house on the beach one day. That's my literal dream. And also she wears pink all the time and she also kind of has like a little bit of like an unhinged side where like she's very soft spoken but every once in a while she'll throw around a comment about how like 
she loves the way that killing, uh, you know, um, shadows. Yeah, that's what they're called in the game, right? The enemies. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, she loves the way that it feels to like watch the dying breath of a shadow escape its body. <laughs> I think Ryuji is like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, goddamn. Um, she's just this unassuming girl that likes coffee and going to the beach and wearing pink and. Um, she's also the only girl in the game that when you finally get to the level of your like friendship where you can ask her out on a date, there are very clear signs that she has feelings for you. So it's the only relationship that makes sense because she, like when you say that you just want to be friends, every other girl is like, okay, yeah, it's probably for the best, but Haru, poor girl, you tell her that you just want to be friends and she is so broken up about it she's like oh i i okay and it's just and you meet her so late in the game it's such a shame because in royal she became one of my favorite characters because you see her a lot more often early on i digress man yeah i um i romanced on i romanced on the first time too and accidentally uh what was the nurse's name oh um tamaki no not tamaki that's on's last name yeah, uh, the the nurse, Tak, Takame, Tak Takemi, Tay Tay. Ta- I don't know. Whatever I think it's it is, Takemi Takemi. She came out of nowhere, dude. Yeah, I just kept going for like the the like the experiments or whatever. Yeah, and so I uh, went Valentine's Day rolled up. Uh huh. They were they both showed up. And yeah. I was like, oh man. Yeah, and all of the girls. This is the best part of both games. Is on Valentine's Day. If you romance more than one girl, the other girls find out about it um, and they kick your ass. Um, so if you end up dating every single girl in the game, it is the funniest cutscene I think I've seen in my entire life. Because you go on the date with the girl whose text you respond to. And then the next day, Sojiro, like your, you know, your, your, um, what's the word? Not parent. Your uh, guardian. Yeah, your guardian. He runs the cafe that you live at and he comes up to your room and he's like, hey man, um, there's a bunch of girls here to see you. I don't know what that's all about. And then you go downstairs and all of them just take a bite out of you and they're like, how dare you, you sleazebag. They beat the shit out of you and then they leave and you're left on the ground. And Sojiro walks in and he's like, wow, you have some luck with the ladies, huh? And he gives you a little piece of chocolate that you can then use in the game to restore your SP. It's amazing. It's amazing, dude. I love that cutscene so much. I love this game so much. I, I could go on and on about Persona 5. I don't think we have the time to do that. Yeah. Well, um, if you gave it a 5, I'd give it probably a 3. That's what I figured. Um, it's definitely, as far as JRPGs go, like in RPGs, Persona 5 has really... Like, they have a really good grasp on the system that they introduced in, like, the earlier Persona games. Um, and the voice acting and the music, the the Persona 5 soundtrack, any weeb will tell you, like, it's so... There's a meme that, like, weebs will listen to jazz and they'll be like, whoa, this sounds like Persona 5 music. When really Persona 5 music is just very heavily in- influenced by jazz and, like, chill jazz and stuff. Um, but yeah, man. It's one of my favorite games of all time, if not my favorite game. Um, and I should have known that when I was a kid. My favorite game was Kingdom Hearts 2. Go figure, I guess. Um, but uh, that'll be for another day, I'm sure. You know, 
I'll, I'll have a lot to talk about with Kingdom Hearts and, and all that later on. But um, thank you for stopping by. Uh, this has been the Too Bad We Haven't Gotten in, or Too Bad We Didn't Get Into Cars podcast. I almost ruined the name. I almost ruined the name, but I didn't. Um, I've been Nick Scarpinato. And I've been David Kabushikars, um, and This has been Vanessa. And that has been a silver 2005 Ford GT. That's right. Um, be sure to check out our socials. Uh, we'll have links to David's channel, my channel, uh, on the YouTube video for this uh, podcast episode. Um, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I also Twitch on stream. Or, <laughs> yep. I also Twitch on stream, and my username is uh, N underscore Scarpinato. We got lots of stuff going on, um, but we're glad that we get to do this and talk to you, you all. So um, thanks for being here. Do you have any, any last words for the fine folks at home? Um, death to Morgana. How dare you?